Hi, and welcome to the Theme Park Trader Podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Dan. Hello. This week, I was very shouty. <laughs> Hello! I mean, it wasn't intended to be shouty. It was quite short for some reason. <laughs> yeah. It's like Trigger Happy TV. <laughs> Hello! Uh, this week, we are going to be shouting a lot, actually, uh, with news from both Disney internationally and also Universal as well. Big news from, well, I'd say big news from both, but probably bigger from Universal, but we'll get into the detail and get our opinions across and um, so sit back relax and enjoy the podcast each of us has a dream a heart's desire it calls to us and when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be all we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic Stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. So, shall we start off with Disney? Yeah, sure. And I'm going to start by setting the scene the wrong way around. In the okay. Disney announced a load of things, talking specifically really about Disney World this week to start off to start off with. And then Josh Damaro came out with, okay, why you know why are these things been announced? And oh, okay. I'll okay. read you. I'll read you the quote because it's quite funny. Um, so he says, this is not necessarily about a change in leadership. So refer, everyone was like, oh, thank you, Bob. Iger. Everyone was tagging Bob Iger on Twitter for these changes, by the way. Right. And Damara's like, no, <laughs> this is my job, basically. <laughs> and he, he goes on to say, I have a lot of face-to-face conversations with guests when I'm walking the parks and I read a lot of their comments online. Hopefully he listens to this podcast as well. Maybe, maybe he's a lurker. Yeah, he's definitely a lurker, isn't he? <laughs> He says, if you move a tree, if you change a procedure, if you start asking for reservations, that's a big deal for our guests. I feel like the first one is not a big deal. Or moving a tree. Who's kicking off if someone moves a tree? I mean, if they they were to move a tree into the line of sight of a show, well, then people might start kicking off. But I mean, I've spoken about the the dessert party at Magic Kingdom and how the trees completely block the castle, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, but they should yeah. move the trees there. They should move. Yeah. Um, so, what, what, but, sorry, what were the other two? You said he move says, the if trees. You move a tree, if you change a procedure, if you start asking for reservations, I feel like the last one is the one that people care about. Yeah, the last one's an interesting thing to say because that's what they have done, and yet they haven't corrected it. No, no. They so haven't. that's it's, that's a weird thing to say. Yeah, it is. Like, isn't it? Unless that's coming. He also he's I, I always find him quite patronizing so he goes on to say they care they they really really care and if people care that much then they have an obligation to listen that's your job and when appropriate to make some changes and modifications you love it <laughs> like they care like he, he the, the fact that he said they care they really really care like yeah. that sounds a bit like it's a bit weird isn't it but that that was the official 
I suppose as official as you can get quote from Disney as to why the things that we're going to be talking about happened. Okay. Which is interesting because obviously we'll get to the the things that they have announced, but the things that they have they have announced feel like the smaller problems. Yeah. I, so like, I guess let's get into the, the, the big one that I guess yeah. affects the bottom line of people, which is that free parking has returned to Walt Disney World Resort Hotels mm-hmm. as of um, the 20th, no, as of January the 10th. Yeah, whenever the announcement was, it was like effective today, wasn't it, basically? Yeah. So, yeah. so it came in on March 21st, 2018. Okay. So it's been there a while. Yeah, it, it didn't I feel impact like, us really until what? No, like 2020. Yeah, 20. I f- it, it feels a bit weird because it's because obviously, yeah, they did announce it in like, as you say, back in 2018, but then we weren't affected by it because we, I think they, it was, it was the official Disney stance, wasn't it? It was like UK still gets free parking yeah, when you book like that sort of thing. Day, basically, they were like, that's that. I don't yeah. think officially they said that's the reason, but I mean, a two weeks day is very expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's bit, they're charging like $25 per day. Yeah, it was like there. between $13 and $24 a day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it varied, didn't it, based on, yeah. Um, uh, although in, in uh, June, sorry, June 19, prices were increased to $15 per night at value, 20 at moderate and 25 at deluxe. So you were right with the 25 Right. I've, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so... You know, you know, for a two-week trip, it's very expensive. If you're staying mm-hmm. at the luxe resort, I mean, even if you're, even if you're not, it's very expensive addition to your holiday. Um, and so, yeah, it, it always seemed a bit weird because obviously we got it, we kept getting it, and then obviously when they did sort of scrap it, it was middle of COVID, basically, COVID wasn't it? And so it was like, well, nobody from the UK was going. Um, no. So, and even the hotel that I'm staying in in May. Um, the I think it's the Swan. It's not the Dolphin. I think it's the Swan. They are still offering free parking. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not actually impacted by this at all because um, we were already getting free parking. Yeah, um, I mean, but it was a lot. Like so, like, if you, oh yeah. Let's take moderate down. You know, split down the middle. Mm-hmm. Two hundred eighty dollars for a fourteen night day. Yeah, I mean that's you know, significant. You know, a big big piece of yeah. Money, you know, that's just probably, to park your car. Considering you've yeah. already park, you've already paid for your car, which the price to hire a car has, has skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if you're a Florida resident or you know nearby, you'd obviously have your own car. But yeah, you know, you, I, I did when we were talking about this earlier in the week. You did have an interesting take on this as to why they've now got rid of it. Was that was that me saying that uh, particularly people hiring cars? Because it's so expensive, people are just choosing not to hire the cars, yeah. and yeah. then therefore they're not they're not having to pay to park. Because obviously, if the price of hiring a car's gone up and you've got to pay to park, mm-hmm. you know that that price has skyrocketed, like as a combination. Yeah. So probably fewer people are doing that. They're just relying on Disney transportation. Exactly. Because if yeah. you're staying at the Disney hotel and it's going to cost you a fortune to hire a car, you you just use yeah. the transportation. Yeah. And therefore, Disney aren't getting any money from that anyway. Yeah. And so it's probably quite a cheap thing for them to bring back, to re... Uh, what would be the word? Reintroduce. Re- yeah, reintroduce, roll back, whichever yeah. way you want to look at it. Um, I think the other thing is, and I do think this is a positive, but don't get me wrong, I don't want to like tear it apart and say it's not positive because it is. But hmm. the other thing I want to add is that let's eat, let's even at the $25 per night at a deluxe. You're paying 
way more than $25 an increase at a deluxe than you were back in um, 2019, sorry, 2018 when this was introduced. So oh, yeah. Disney's yeah. not losing any money by introducing this. Yeah, not necessarily, because obviously the uh, hotel prices are going up. They went up recently. T- um, park tickets, maybe I'm thinking of park tickets. Basically, prices have all gone up. Yeah. Even though Iger said, you know, he came out soon after getting brought back, didn't he? And sort of said, oh, he doesn't, doesn't like the price increases. They yeah. haven't changed. Um, no. I mean, whether they will. Well, what's really but- interesting this week is I think one of the last things at Disney World that was still closed was the meet and greet of the characters in the um the big top area within Fantasyland. So oh, okay. Craig Gaffini and like all characters dressed up as mm-hmm. circus characters and the like. That's coming back, whether it's it's definitely this month. Um it makes you think, well, are we now at a point where Disney World is almost suitably staffed enough that the dining plan is coming back? Whether that be paid or free, mm-hmm. I don't I don't really think it is is the point i think is disney now at the level where they can introduce the dining plan back into the mix maybe we're getting closer to that i think that's what people want from disney really and i've totally talked about it loads if i end up going this year which is still an if mm-hmm. i if i was to learn that the dining plan would definitely be in place even if i had to pay x amount for it right yeah i would be more likely to book because my mindset and i've talked about it before I'm not worried. I'm not worried about, I'm not checking my Monzo account or your bank account or whatever it may be every day thinking, oh, yesterday we spent $150 on food. We've only got this budget mm-hmm. with the yeah. dining plan. I've already prepaid for it. Yes, I might pay slightly more for it, but the stress relief from having that paid for one, knowing exactly, okay, what well, we've got lunch and we've got breakfast and we've got snacks sorted today, yeah. whatever it may be, I think it's just such a huge relief and Takes so, one less, so much pressure yeah, it's, it's one less thing to think about, isn't it? When you're out there, it's the biggest. I'll tell you what, the biggest stress <laughs> was not bringing a, you know, a two-year-old around Disney World when I was there. It was worrying about how much food was costing. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because obviously, for one thing, it's 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 so much more visible if you're paying for it because you're having yeah. to f- <laughs> physically hand over the cash, aren't you? Yeah. Or card. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it's it's you're so much more aware of what you're spending on food. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're out there, obviously, you know, as you say, even if you have to pay for it, even if it's free in quotes, free because oh, they do a, they do adjust the prices, don't oh, they? When not, they when they do been, the free, but it's never know. been free. But I've always found it were either worth. Obviously, it's, it's yeah. worth it if you get it for free. But mm-hmm. I've also paid for it on numerous occasions. And oh yeah, I know you have. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I know people work out like, oh, it's not worth it for me. And I was like, it's always been worth it for me because we eat at de- the decent restaurants and we make mm-hmm. the most from it. But you know, I think whatever works for you works for you. But for yeah, us, that's it's always it's always worth doing. Yeah, that's completely understandable, isn't it? Because obviously, some people aren't gonna aren't gonna find it useful. Some people will, and they'll find it useful for different reasons, as you say, like budgeting reasons, or it does actually it, it is financially makes sense for them to to do it and that sort of thing. So it's a whole yeah. combination of things. Um, it's not it's not just one element to it, basically. No, and what was interesting, and um, we were talking again, we were, we were talking about this in, in the week, but the Festival of the Holidays, Epcot, and I'm seeing the same at Festival of the Arts that just started in Epcot this past couple of days. Right. The dining plan symbols are still there on all the menus. Like, oh, yes. Remember, 
Yeah, they are ready to hit the the go button, and we've been saying this for a long time. But like, they're still introducing new festivals. Okay, they're reintroducing the festivals at Epcot every year with the symbols still intact. Mm-hmm. The menus have to be made from scratch every year because there are differences in in the menus. So, yeah. so it's not like it's last year's menu. Yes, okay, ninety percent of it is the same, but that that ten percent, oh, yeah. whatever they are, they are introducing fresh menus. Yeah, those dining plan symbols are still there. The snack credits symbols are still there. They are ready to hit go on this. I'm yeah. not quite sure why they haven't. It seems strange, doesn't it? Because you think, okay, yeah, they're probably these menus are probably prepared like a fair amount in advance. But obviously yeah. it can only be like, well, I mean, obviously it could be more than a year. Technically they could be planning these a few years in advance, but chances are they're probably not doing it that much, are they? No. Um, but even if they did, they probably don't print them out until quite late in the day because obviously oh, something really? could change. Yeah. Some, you know, some, some, somebody could pull out for some reason, something has to change for some reason. And so you think, well, they could just take the symbols out mm-hmm. because otherwise Surely you get some people asking, like, what does that mean? Well, you would have thought so, yeah. Because, you know, yeah. some people won't be familiar with it. And so it's exactly. like, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's that's the dining plan that we don't actually offer. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's, a, it's a weird one, isn't it? Like, yeah. I do think, and, and, you know, I met with my parents yesterday who, you know, been, I, I, as I said before, been going to Disney World for 30, nearly 35 years, I would say. Right. Um, my mum said yesterday, if they brought back the dining plan, she would go this year. Right. Okay. Yeah. And they're not, they're not going this year, but they brought it back again. I was like, well, what have you got to pay for it? She's like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I know it'll be, I know that, it, you know, I'll work out the cost and it will be worth it. If we go to. Yeah. If you go to XYZ that, restaurant. Yeah. It's the same reason. It's that peace of mind. It's mm-hmm. not checking your bank every five minutes and knowing that the money you've got that you save. If you like me, I save and put it in a separate Monzo pot, mm-hmm. bank account, whatever you want to do you know that that money that's sitting in there is for treats. It's for, you know, going to buy a popcorn bucket, if, if that's what you're into, or I'm not, but, um, or, or getting, you, you know, 10 spirit jerseys. That's what I'm into. Yeah, that's 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 your thing. Um, or, or pins or whatever it may be. You're mm-hmm. not thinking, oh, actually, how much of that am I going to have left over for merchandise? Yeah. I, I appreciate, um, what is it, the, the the guys on It's Always Sunny podcast call it, it it's a champagne problem. Um in that it's it's a problem for people that are, have got the money to go to Disney World. Oh, they're, they're worrying about do they spend it on food or do they spend it on merchandise? I mean, it's a nice problem to have. <laughs> but yeah. it does stop people from going to Disney World as long as this plan is unavailable, free or paid for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? It's, you know, regardless of whether it's even like a, uh, a nice problem to have in terms of like, oh, what am I going to spend this money on? It's also just for basic budgeting. Yes. If you need to know how much your trip is going to cost you, that sort of thing in advance. Not a case of whether, you know, consider about watching your bank balance and all that sort of stuff. If you want to know exactly how much it's going to cost you to, to a degree, mm. then it's it's great for doing that. It's a great way of doing it. Definitely. So, I mean, let's talk about a couple of the other things that you know, kind of at the same time as this. Mm. One was that... Um, Annual pass holders would not need reservations in the afternoons. So, okay. yeah. so it's after 2 p.m. during the week that they wouldn't need reservations to visit the parks, um, but did not include Magic. Sorry, it does include the whole week, but did not include Magic Kingdom on Saturdays and Sundays where a re- reservation will still be required. Um, they haven't given... Is that the new... You're saying that's what it is going to? What it's going to be. They haven't introduced it. They okay. said at the beginning of the next few months... 
uh, Walt Disney World annual pass holders will be able to visit the theme parks after 2 p.m. without right. needing a park reservation. Because general guests have been able to do that. For no, no, no. So this is so annual pass holders don't need a reservation at all. Uh, okay. Whereas if you're go, if you're you have to have a park reserved. Yeah. To go to a park, they're saying that. What even even to hop? N- yes, even to hop. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So if if you wanted to go to Animal Kingdom at two p.m., mm-hmm. you have to have had a reservation at one of the other three main parks in order to do that. No, and you've lost me again because you you've you have to have a reservation for the first park you visit in the day, don't you? Correct. Yeah, and then after two p.m., can you hop to any park without a reservation? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Sorry. That's that's yeah. what that's what I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. then, but but annual pass holders who you know for whatever reason wanted to go to a park in the afternoon. Oh, well, and they haven't haven't been to a park in the morning, and they haven't had a park reserved. They're like, oh, I just want to pop into Epcot, which is as an oh, annual pass holder, you think. Okay, it's not an unreasonable request. No, no, they haven't been able to do that. They would they would have had to reserve Epcot for the entire day, right? Okay, or another park, and then gone to Epcot at two p.m. Right, I see. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's ridiculous for two, for for both sides, isn't it? It's ridiculous for Disney because it's like, well, you've got somebody reserved, and yet they're not going to actually be coming into the park in the morning. Yeah. Therefore, you're, it's skewing the figures and yeah. blocking other people from going. And then B, it's ridiculous for the annual pass holders because I'm an annual pass holder. Why can't I just get in? I mean, it's ridiculous for everyone, really, isn't it? Why can't yeah, I just yeah. get in to any of the parks? Basically, the park pass system is complete rubbish. <laughs> oh, it, it really is. I think this is maybe the starting point of them seeing how it goes. Mm-hmm. Which without... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why they have to see how it goes because they had like. They've had decades without it. It worked fine before. (laughs) It does does kind of hint that this is sticking around for a while because there's no confirmed start date for this. So they just said in the next few months, which means that I don't think park reservations themselves are going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. But I I feel like this is a small gesture to to annual pass holders who are very annoyed with Disney at the minute. It doesn't seem to be doing a great deal. Um, But it it didn't seem to be a great deal needed in order to make... To sway the Disney audience on Twitter the other day, it doesn't. Like, it, does, it, it generally doesn't take much, does it, to um, to sort of get them talking positively again? No, um, which is a bit of a shame because obviously it then doesn't necessarily force Disney to do really good things. Um, no, no, exactly. So, because because as I sort of said before, like everything that they're doing here, it sort of feels a little bit light touch, doesn't it? Like you know, get, bringing back the free parking is like yes, it's it's a nice if you if that's if that affects you then yes it's nice to not have to pay that doesn't but a it's a very quick change to do b it doesn't affect everyone c it's probably doesn't probably doesn't earn them a great deal of money anyway no and then it's like that you know the the annual pass holder stuff it's like well yeah that's quite an easy change to make it's not costing them anything to do no. that no um exactly. so and then, and then the other thing they announced was um i guess in terms of changes outside of attractions is G- genie plus to include attraction, attraction photo digital downloads um, yeah also another thing that doesn't cost them anything doesn't cost them anything easy enough to sync up i mean yeah. loads of people were excited about it i couldn't give a toss personally. no i feel like the i mean for me personally the if i if i because obviously we get the memory maker i think they call it yeah so it's in, included in our tickets yeah. and so generally i don't use the attraction 
photos that very often mm-hmm. like we will sometimes get a photo taken outside you know by the um by the photographers yes around the parks and things like that occasionally um and that's what those are the ones that we're more likely to care about and keep mm-hmm. like not the attraction photos quite so much because i mean generally you know you for one thing you get other people in those so there's less, <laughs> less of an appeal other I mean, times you do get the classic one like piper who's... i was gonna say it's worth his weight in gold that photo <laughs> that what that photo is the exception to the rule you know yeah, it is. It yeah. um but yeah like generally i don't t- care too much about the attraction photos i don't i don't know what you think no not not really to be honest i mean i might glance at them especially now with piper mm-hmm. but, um you know it was mainly like because we like, like on space mountain and buzz especially i always pull like, a stupid face or yeah, rub it into Donald the fact that I'm winning <laughs> on bars, but other than that, not really. Yeah, and we it, check it, them because they're there. If they weren't there, I wouldn't care. Yeah, it just feels like a bit of a weird addition, doesn't it? Because it's kind of like, who's asking for that? Yeah, it's you know, it's not gonna it's not gonna encourage people to buy Genie Plus. No, so I mean, this is interesting because at the same time they announced like a thirty percent discount across a lot of rooms over the summer. And mm. that, like, I think it was like seven fifty. I think that's fifty ex- exclusive for Florida residents, isn't it? It is, yeah, thirty percent. <clears throat> and then they they've announced that dining offer specifically for the US, which is yeah. I can't remember if it's seven hundred and fifty or nine hundred and fifty dollars. I think you you said to me seven fifty the other day, but I don't. Yeah. So like they they want people back. Like they are desperate mm. to get these bookings in. Um, I'd be interested to see. I think if this doesn't work, the dining plan will come back. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's what we've been saying for a while, isn't it? In terms of the numbers start dropping because they do X, Y, Z, and then they start bringing everything back. Yeah, and they're obviously going to start with the smaller, lower impact, easy to change, doesn't cost them much changes. Yeah, and then see how that goes, and then if the numbers don't start coming in, then they'll have to beef it up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So I guess to finish off the Disney news is kind of three big attraction pieces. Uh, Tron is finally opening on April the 4th, one day before my birthday. If anyone wants to treat me to a trip to Epcot. <laughs> the day. A, d- a day trip to uh, to Epcot to go ride. I mean, no. If, if, if well, no so, oh, oh, I see. I, I, was, I was literally thinking then, because um, I thought you were talking about Tron. And I was like, Hang on, you said Epcot, but it's, it's in Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I want to go to Epcot. Oh, okay, fair enough. You don't care about Tron. Well, I can go to Tron on April the 4th. My birthday's on the 5th. <laughs> oh, okay, suddenly this is turning into a multi-day trip, is it? I was okay. never suggesting it was a one-day trip. Oh, sorry, I sorry. With you. <laughs> I mean, I was trying to save one, you know, some of our listeners some money. I was trying to fund yeah. the entire trip. <laughs> a three-week uh, spectacular. Yeah, the Polynesian. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, April the fourth, finally, that we're seeing yes. that, that open. Everyone's very excited. Yes, of course they're excited. It's going to be a new attraction for Magic Kingdom, which is desperately needed. I think mm. the last new attraction at Magic Kingdom was 2012, maybe. Right, especially in Tomorrowland as well. Yeah, great to see it. <laughs> I'm I'm excited to, to go on it for sure. Like I'm looking forward to it. It's just been so long in the making. Yeah, it kind of feels. I don't know. To me, it feels a little bit anticlimactic because it's kind of like it's been going on for such a long time. Um, but I'm sure it's going to be great. 
uh obviously i'm going in may so i should be i'll be up hopefully be able to ride it um mm-hmm. so yeah i'm excited to go on it definitely uh yeah. it just it's because because it's been so drawn out just feels like an exhausting journey to a degree doesn't it yeah it, it does it does um so the other thing the harmonious barges are being removed the multi-million dollar barges <laughs> yeah um, that have been there for maybe 18 months if that uh, are being removed and making way for a temporary show which was temporary before epcot forever which is coming back on april 3rd yeah so there's like so presumably um harmonious is finished right Harmonious is not finished yet. But they're taking the barges away. No, they haven't gone yet. Oh, oh they're not. I thought I saw a picture of them gone. I don't think so. Oh, okay. I thought I, I saw they... them in a graveyard somewhere. I don't know. I don't think they're gone yet. I think I'm oh, okay. wishful thinking. Because <laughs> that's the thing. Surely they could... Presumably they don't necessarily have to have a... Um, have a gap, right? No, I mean, Epcot Forever is um, fairly basic. I don't know if you remember. It's the one where there's a load of jet skis and kites. Oh, okay. Is it that one? Yeah. I enjoyed oh, it. Okay. I really enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. I've, I've, not, I've not seen it. Like, I've not seen Epcot Forever. I've not seen Harmonious. I won't see Harmonious. You'll enjoy Epcot Forever, I think. Right, okay. Get, get a view um, by, the, by the water. I'd say try and get a... I mean, if this is a thing, try and get a lightning lane for Epcot Forever. Oh, okay. Don't know if it's a thing. I, I don't know, know, yeah. When I saw Epcot Forever, I could get a fast pass for it and we got into the fast pass area. Right, okay. Yeah, I know the um, area you're talking about. Um, good area. I mean, I mean presumably they're still offering lightning lanes for that. I would have thought so. Yeah, I would have thought so because considering you'd have to pay for it. Yeah, I mean, we weren't too bothered by... I mean, it's not because I thought it was going to be terrible, but just because we, we saw a spot went to kind of stand in it and then it was fine um but yeah i mean i will say that everyone else but me enjoyed harmonious oh okay 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 you know they love the disney characters in it and everything like that i thought it was terrible because epcot is not about that yeah as i've said i mean epcot forever is is great because it's like this is what epcot is yeah and i will say the festival of the arts this year has gone super heavy on figment i mean it do, it has tended to the last couple of years but this time around like they've gone even further there's like a spaceship earth um figment show which looks amazing like oh, they've got okay. some of the original tables and stuff from the original journey into imagination mm-hmm. into an area like a figment area and you think like again we say it time and time again it's like people were absolutely going nuts for this stuff just fix the ride i, I never understood i i Genuinely, I don't understand it. Like, either close the ride and make him your mascot and put him everywhere. Yeah, or fix the ride. Yeah, it it just doesn't make any sense in my mind because it's like they know people like Figment. They know it because they keep they keep including him in all the festivals and, and this make, one. Like, it, they've gone they've mm, gone to town on like really have like yeah literally got stuff out of storage from like thirty years ago. Right, and bought, bought like the original stuff in for this. For this yeah, area. It, it just so it just does not make any sense. Um, no. Considering, especially especially when they announced, you know, the raft of changes that were coming to Epcot, like mm-hmm. half of them have been scrapped. Um, but there was no mention of like Figment at all in any of that, um, which just seemed genuinely bizarre. 
and that was what that was probably four five years ago now yeah i i, I can't I mean, believe that they didn't announce changes to that no no i mean even, even if even if that change got scrapped like 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 some of the other things they announced yeah um at least they would have said you know we're planning on changing it but yeah. they just said nothing so and the play pavilion is literally that they're like talking about looking at that again and whether it's the right decision to move forward with right why why even waste money on that when you've got literally a hit it out of the park if you get fit with mm-hmm. you would smash it bring in a yeah. ton of new merchandise you'd be making millions from that little shop that's by figment if you actually make turn that entire space into a figment store mm-hmm. half of it is, is still like that you know the things where you wave your hands it doesn't work properly like it's just a mess mess of a space yeah. then you go into the, the shop and there's like three or four figment things it's like turn that whole space into the imagination shop mm-hmm. chuck a load of figment stuff in there i'm happy with some insides out stuff in there as well you know the kind of imagination oh yeah yeah you know, kind of yeah Combine the two, make a figment and inside out attraction. Like you're Disney, why can you not do this stuff? <laughs> like it doesn't matter if the IPs are, don't don't like talk to each other in the movies. Like that's the point of the theme park. Yeah, well that's, that's the thing because they've got like Phil our Magic, where you've got like Donald Duck going into yeah. other attraction and even interacting with the characters in that in those films and things yeah. like that. So it's like you know they've done a similar thing. Why don't they do it with figment? I mean, imagine um, Inside Out, but it's like Figment's emotions. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Disney, do it's, something. That's the, there's just so many things that you can do, and yet it's it's not even like they're especially just they've announced because... Inside Out too, right? Like, oh, are they? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see that. This this like this franchise is carrying on. Yeah, I'm sure they have. I'm sure they made that up. It's like the thing. It's like the thing that they, I saw where they're bringing back Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, just as they bring in, just, just, I love yeah, that. They, I love that. So they, they had, I don't remember what it was called. They had the Phineas and Ferb thing at Epcot, a- Agent P's something or other. Yeah, yeah. And then that ran for so many years, like after Phineas and Ferb had been scrapped. Yeah. Then they cancelled that. They removed that, and they brought in. They've just brought in uh, Ducktales. Um, Ducktales, that's the one. Which has and been off the du- air for a few years now. Yeah, and now Ducktales has been scrapped. And now they're bringing back Phineas and Ferb. Like, you just, you generally can't make it up, can you? They're just clearly not, like, the, the, the Imagineering team is clearly not talking to the TV team. No, it's so disconnected. It's just it, bizarre. It's crazy. And this is what, what is the CEO doing of a company like Disney if not putting those teams in a room together, at least on a quarterly basis, and go, mm-hmm. what are your plans? What are your yeah. plans? Any way we can bring them together? Yeah, because you think... You think why did they not? You know, if they if they knew that Phineas and Ferb were coming back, then just keep the Phineas and Ferb thing that they had. What, or at least go look. This might be on the cards for Disney Plus. Yeah, you know, because I'm yeah. sure they've only just recently negotiated it, but they would have been like, okay, this is a really good franchise for us to just chuck on Disney Plus again mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. people love it. Yeah, it just it doesn't make it just it's bizarre, it, isn't it? It is, like, it is bizarre. Um, and then the other the other big thing is the last thing for Disney for, for Disney World at least is that Happily Ever After is coming back on April the third, replacing yeah. Disney Enchantment, which as we said last week Dan has never seen. Um, that's how yeah, short yeah. short lived that show has been. Yeah, another yes, another show that I have not seen. Yeah, because of COVID and the short shelf life of these of these shows. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, because because we should say that Epcot Forever, just go back to that one, is only temporary 
in time for another Disney for like a Disney 100 show, isn't it? Yeah, which I mean, again, the Disney 100 show feels like that's going to be temporary, temporary as well. Yeah, it just seems bizarre. Like, why, why do a? I mean, unless unless they're going to be like, you know, this is a new show that we're that we're doing, and we're going to launch it for the hundredth. Yeah, they've but, not made that. But it's actually it, no, it's not particularly. It almost feels like it's again a temporary show dedicated yeah. to the hundredth hundredth anniversary. It's like, well, why don't you just why don't you just say this is a new show and we're launching it for the hundredth, but it's mm-hmm. just the permanent show. I mean, maybe that's what it will be. Yeah, probably depends whether it's good or not. <laughs> well, yeah, Which, based on their based on Disney's recent track record for shows, and that's not just Epcot. Epcot, Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, Animal Kingdom space. Well, what is the point? People were saying that Harmonious would fit, the barges would fit really well in that Animal Kingdom space. Obviously, you wouldn't be able to use fireworks, but like for like water effects and projections. I was like, yeah, I could, I could, I could see that to be honest. I feel, I feel like, I feel like they, obviously, I've not seen them in person, but when I've seen pictures of them, they cover quite a big area. They are very big. Yeah. I think you could probably only fit like one or two in there. Right. Okay. I was going to say, if it doesn't feel like you'd be able to get the whole rig. No. In there. But I was like, okay. Well, if you wanted to reuse them, you could chuck a couple in there. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then before we get into Universal, a couple of Disneyland Paris announcements this week. One was um, Avengers Power the Night drone show coming mm-hmm. to the park. I thought I think it's a great idea. I think um, so. This is Walt Disney Studios coming from January twenty eighth through to May eighth. The drone show in Disneyland Park was very good, I thought. Okay. I, I missed it, unfortunately, due to the weather. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem with it, isn't it? And yeah, the that's, yeah, it's the problem. Yeah, it's the problem with drones in Paris, isn't it? It's like, yeah. yeah. But I, I thought it was great. It actually, weirdly enough, it was um, that particular show, D, Disney D-Light, was named the best live entertainment 2022 during the Park World Excellence Award Ceremony. Oh, okay. It feels like if that's the best show in theme park space in the world that maybe <laughs> the others are terrible i mean the drone show was good i really enjoyed it i thought it was great yeah is that really the best thing best live entertainment in a theme park mm. i'm not sure i mean that's that's worrying but I mean, this looks really yeah. cool you've got um like concept art of like the avengers symbol in in with drones you've got like mm-hmm. the the portal that dr strange would, would make used in drones and the uh, captain america shield as well it is cool. I, I'd be excited to see this if I was going to Disneyland Paris this year, which um, at the minute I'm not. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it does look. It does look. I think. I think the drone shows that I've seen are quite effective, aren't they? Yeah. Um, when you sort of see things like that, so I think it's. Um, I think. I mean, whether I guess. Well, I was going to say whether it will last. Whether whether there'll be like a sort of a gimmick to it. I don't know, but. Um, but we'll see. It's, it's like one of those things that they seem to be going more heavy on, don't they? It's like first, first they've had fireworks for like a long time, and yeah. they sort of phased those out a little bit in in turn for like um, projection mapping yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And now it's the drones, like the sort of. Like I, I'm more impressed by, by drones than I am the projections. I have to say. Oh yeah, compl- yeah. I think the projections they can quite often be a little bit ropey. Sometimes they can be really effective, like some of the things that they have in um, Happily Ever After. Um, um No, what's uh, 
my mind just goes blank half the time. Which park are we in? Is it Happily Ever After? A Magic Kingdom? Yeah. The one that's coming back? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you were right. You were back. I'm mad. Yeah. <laughs> um, some of the projections in that are really, really good. Yeah. Some of them not so good. I think when it tries to get too busy, mm. it doesn't work very well. Yeah, I agree. Well, um, and also, obviously, you because you can't see the low down either as well. Yeah. Like they focus some of it on the on, on like the archway, yeah, of the castle, and it's like well, ninety percent of the people can't see that. Yeah, and we said before, like sometimes when you're trying to concentrate on fireworks and the projections, you just can't. Mm. Um, yes. Yeah. 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 And then speaking of fireworks, Disney Dreams is coming back to kind of celebrate the end of the 30th anniversary. Um, yeah. Coming back on April the 12th, um, st- still followed by Disney Delight, which is the drone show. Oh, okay. They've still got that. Like, still got okay. That. I, I've never been overly impressed by the, the fireworks shows at Disneyland Paris, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Is Disney Dreams better than Disney Illuminations? Yes. Is it, does, is it on par with Magic Kingdom? In, in Walt Disney World? No. Um, I don't think that the language switch helps it. I'd rather it all be in French or all be in English. Yeah. I, yeah, that's one thing I find a bit jarring about Paris. Um, that's sort of a constant switching of, switching of languages, which, like, yeah, I get, but difficult. Yeah, um, yeah I, d- I don't really understand what Disney are doing with their shows recently, how, like, you know, chopping and changing them. It's like, oh, we're going to bring back dreams. Like, Presumably that's a temporary thing yeah, just for well, the 30th. And then they'll go back to illumination. It's just like, I don't know what it is. Whether I mean, it's to a degree, it's going to be like trying to get more people into the parks. Like well, I, go, I think you know, come Kingdom, and see dreams again. But Magic Kingdom and Epcot is because the shows were terrible. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, it feels like, okay, you're doing it for the 30th. I get it. Is, is Illuminations coming back or is it going to be something else? Because Illuminations mm-hmm. has been there since 2017. Right, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking so about it, Disneyland Paris. Sorry. Yeah, it just yeah, it feels a bit. Is it, is it even like with Harmonious? It's like, well, why don't you just keep Harmonious until you're ready with the Disney 100? Yeah. Why yeah. why go back to Epcot forever? Like it just seems a bit weird. Um, yeah. Because it's not going to draw pe- it's not going to draw that many people into the parks, especially like, you know, yes, you might get some local local residents, whether that be Florida or whether that be Paris. No one's booking a two-week trip to Disney World to go and see Happy Ever no, After again, are they? No, no. So it's it seems a bit bizarre. So that was all the Disney news, and everyone was very excited by. I mean, as they, you know, as we, they do. We've talked about it, not, nothing there being particularly exciting. I mean, it's positive, positive mm-hmm. in that it's the I right think, direction. Yeah, I think it's good signs. I and think you, they could go it further. Started to be shifted, but I think yeah. there's a lot of shifting still to be done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Agreed. And then Universal the next day were like, oh, cheers for that, Disney. There's two new theme parks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess theme parks is, a, is, is probably a stretch. That's how they've described it. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's like when Disney, like, class a fountain as an attraction. Well, you know, like the Moana attraction is just going to be jumping water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to read Universal's press release. So basically, I'm going to start off with what they've announced is a new family-focused theme park coming to Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeehaw! Um, I, I was I was going to say that, and I was like, no, wait. Uh, well, I did it. I did it. So all of the, our Texan <laughs> fans, you're welcome. So it says Universal Parks and Resorts announces a one-of-a-kind par- theme park 
unlike any other in the world, specifically designed to inspire fun for families with young children. Now, my starting point is why would you not just, you know, make your theme parks in Orlando a bit more family friendly? What? Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I thought. I was like, why would you not put this in Florida, in Orlando, yeah. where you're competing against Disney, who are a family friendly park? Yeah. Aimed at but a younger do, audience. Do both. Do both. Oh, but, yeah. But, do, do both. Sure. Like if you want to do one in, in Frisco. But we, I, um, I, I don't know whether we said it's in Frisco. No, we didn't. Okay. Um, it's in Frisco. Frisco. We spoke <laughs> about this last week and we're like, Universal needs more family friendly stuff. Yeah. Um, it's great to see this, but it's a shame that they're not announcing anything for Orlando. But I'll carry on reading. Uh, the new park concept set in a lush green landscape and featuring immersive themed lands celebrates Universal's iconic brand of entertainment, humour and innovation and brings to life its beloved characters and stories in a ways that will wow even the youngest theme park goers. They're really, really like talking families with this press release. Yeah. Yeah. The proposed park will be designed to be more intimate and engaging for younger audiences and will be sized for a regional audience. It'll be full of family-friendly attractions, interactive and playful shows, character meet and greets, unique merchandise, and fun food and beverage venues. Although smaller in size, it will still carry the same quality as Universal other, Universal's other larger resort destinations. Part of 97 acres of land recently purchased by the company, the proposed park also has plans for an adjacent themed hotel and room for expansion. The entire area is intended to have a completely different look, feel, and scale than Universal's existing parks, and will appeal to a new audience for the brand. Uh, Universal Parks and Resorts selected the city of Frisco in North Texas, as that gave us the most, sorry, as the area for this new concept, given the city's growing population and ability to attract business to the area. The proposed location for the new concept is ideally situated east of Dallas North Tollway and north of Panther Creek Parkway. I won't read the rest, but um, that was, you know, a fairly sizable announcement. If, I mean, <laughs> certainly the biggest announcement we've had in the last 12 months from either Disney or Universal, I would say. Yeah, um, yeah. And if you look at the concept art, initially I thought, oh, it looks like a fairground. But actually, on closer inspection, I would say there is a camp, like a Jurassic, you know, Camp Cretaceous or whatever they call it. Yeah. Um, in the top left. Top left. There's like a boat ride that goes all the way around. Yeah. There looks to be a DreamWorks area. Uh, you think, is that top right? Yeah. I'm not sure what the bottom right is. Somebody I saw said Trolls. Yes, that's you. As, a, yeah, as that, a possibility. You're right. you're right. That looks like Trolls. And what I think is missing here, surprisingly, is Nintendo. Yeah. Even, even like, if you don't have a Nintendo attraction, like... Mario Kart, obviously, mm-hmm. having like a little hub area with a shop and a restaurant and a meet and greet with Mario and Luigi, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. feels like they're missing a trick. But maybe that's to do with Nintendo's contract. Who knows? Maybe, yeah, yeah. I mean, it does. Yeah, as you say, it feels a little bit weird because if you've got if you've got sort of a contract with Universal to, um, with Nintendo to do that elsewhere, it's a very family friendly, family orientated. Franchise, yeah. Why would you not include that? Um, well, I, I suppose what yeah. this is doing is focusing solely on the IPs at Universal. Yeah, right? it's focusing on Universal's brand, mm-hmm. which I, I think whether that's what they're going for, they're trying to because obviously, like America is is massive. So whether they're trying to draw people in mm. and then encourage people to then go to their other parks 
So yeah. Orlando, Hollywood, like, you know, try and draw more people into those parks, get them almost like indoctrinated at a younger age into yeah. the universal brands. Um, where, I, I, where Disney already do that. I think it's a great shout. I think it's a really, really good idea. The, the issue I've got is it's two hours from Orlando. Oh, is that it? Two hour flight from Orlando. Oh, okay. Okay. Texas to Orlando. Okay. Dallas to Orlando. There's two, whether it's Dallas yeah. or Austin, wherever, I think it's about two hours. Okay. This has either got to be cheap. Yeah. Or I'm going to Orlando if I live in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that domestic flights aren't that expensive. No, I, I don't think I was just, I just had a look. It wasn't, wasn't expensive at all. Right. Um, but really, like, let's not downplay how exciting this is for Universal to come out and announce mm-hmm. a new, th- okay, what they're calling is a theme park yeah. in America. The first, well, they're already building another theme park. They're already building another theme park. We knew that Comcast were going all in on theme parks. Mm-hmm. But to open this, there's rumours that there's going to be others like this created in other cities in the States as well. It wouldn't surprise me if, if it's sort of smaller scale, you know, and it can draw people in. Yeah. And then, as I say, it acts as like a, a trampoline, essentially, to the other parks. Yeah. Drawing more people into the other parks. You know, yeah, it I could think, be. I, I think really exciting. And then the other thing they announced this week was a um, Halloween Horror Nights year-round destination in Las Vegas. Mm. Yeah. So, again, from reading from Universal's uh, press release, um the world's most popular global Halloween event comes a brand, sorry, from the world's most popular global Halloween event comes a brand new permanent entertainment experience in Las Vegas. The original concept will bring to life Universal's vast library of classic horror films and today's most terrifying tales. With a variety of unique, immersive, fantastic horror-centric experiences that surround high-energy food and beverage bases by day, turned haunting bars and eateries by night, the new concept marks the first time Universal has created a permanent horror experience beyond its theme parks. It will deliver on the thrills and frights its horror fans have come to love and excite anyone looking for, for a new level of experimental entertainment. The space will also feature a continuously updated experience, must-see seasonal events, and a one and one-of-a-kind merchandise. And the rest is just nonsense about the films. But I think it's a good idea. I think yeah. Universal have, have implemented permanent horror houses before in the parks they've not landed particularly well um, right walking dead was i think the first one maybe even the only one and it was very popular for a few months and then nobody went in it right okay however the difference okay. here by the sounds of it is that they're going to be continuously updating it yes and to a degree to a degree i think i think the location probably helps being vegas oh yeah if you're in vegas if i'm in vegas yeah I'm doing this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people will. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you've got people kind of going going back frequently to, like, the Universal Parks and the Disney Parks mm-hmm. and things like that, they're probably less inclined to do something like a haunted house, a permanent haunted house, like, again and again and again, yeah. If it's especially if it's not changing. Whereas this, you know, there's probably fewer people that frequently return to Vegas. I mean, obviously, you do get return people to Vegas, but probably less so frequently mm. than like annual pass holders into theme parks and stuff. Um, so yeah, I think, it, I think it's a good shout. I think it's a great shout. Yeah. Um, 
whether <laughs> whether I'll end up going to it, I don't know. I mean, if 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 someone said to me, "Okay, your fortieth is coming up in eight years," yeah, which is quite scary. Did we do <laughs> Vegas? Yeah, I'd be like, "Okay, yeah, I'm up for as, Vegas. as long as I can go to the Universal." And, well, yeah, and if I'm in Vegas, oh. I'm going to. I mean, to be honest, oh yeah, would I only go to Vegas for that trip? No, I'd go to um, California as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Agreed. I'm sorry, I go to Disneyland and, and Universal, the parks as well. If I'm going that side of the country, mm-hmm. it makes sense to. I don't. I don't know where it is in Vegas related to. I mean, I don't really know Vegas. It's in. It's in a new area that opens yeah. in 2020. They call it like Area 15, don't they? Yeah. Uh, I don't know where that is in relation to the Strip. Um, it looks like it's not too far from Caesar's Palace. Hmm. Um. I mean, presumably they've just announced this. Is probably you're probably talking 2024, Halloween 24 at the earliest. One, at the earliest. I mean, I don't know whether they have to. Is it a new building that they've got to build? Yeah, it's unclear. Same. That is, isn't it? Right. I think. I think it is. Yeah. Look, just well. I mean, this is on Google Maps. On Google Maps, where where it is going to be, is a completely empty plot of land. Mm. Uh, I mean, I don't know when, I don't know, it says 2023 in the bottom, but whether that's just the copyright, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so if this is a completely empty plot of land and they've got to build the building, so, you know, they could, it could be a little white way off. Yeah. I think either 2024 or 2025 is probably... I, I, think, I think so as well. But, you know, yeah. both of those announcements, I mean... Those Disney out of the water. Disney's got far more cash in hand, mm-hmm. and they've got far more of a bigger audience. Now there were rumors this week that Disney were meeting in Orlando, having discussions about potentially three new parks in Orlando. In Orlando. In Orlando, two okay. of which were the size of water parks. Oh, One okay. Was okay. A rumored fifth gate. Now we are right. talking like this is behind closed doors, very very early conversations. Mm-hmm. I suspect these conversations are being had in like some kind of war room esque style, <laughs> in case Epic Universe it like completely blows them away. Yeah. Do I think we'll see three parks in Orlando from Disney? No. I no, think they're looking no. at spaces and going, well, this could be an additional water parks. As could this space. This mm-hmm. space is big enough for um, a new theme park. They haven't decided on anything. Nothing's been announced, but there were several sources saying that these conversations were happening. Um, I suspect it's going to be. Let's wait and see what Epic Universe does and announce a new park, whatever that may may be, mm-hmm. if it yeah. hits us financially pretty bad. Yeah, it it is interesting, isn't it? Because it, it makes you wonder how many parks is too many parks mm. for Disney, like say, or for for anyone. Like if if D- Disney got four parks, I'm going to discount the water parks. Disney got four parks. If they were to introduce a fifth park. Would that make people stay longer? Probably not. Like certainly people, international guests, we because we would still only have a two-week trip on average. Yeah, I mean, even in this country where holiday is very fair, yeah. I think it's rare that we'd be allowed to take three weeks holiday. Yeah, yeah. I think I think generally two weeks is acceptable. In a lot of places, three weeks is kind of like you have to seek like special permission. Yeah, you're going to get on your honeymoon or or, yeah. whatever, or it's like your 40th birthday or whatever it may be. There's a special occasion for it. Yeah. So I don't think it would necessarily increase 
the length of time some people stay. But they're aiming, it, they're not aiming, I don't think they're aiming for that. No, but then because of but the, to a degree, like what are they trying to achieve? Because if if you've if you go if you've got a two-week trip, you you might go to like I might go to each Disney park twice. Yes, obviously. So that's that's like eight days. Yeah. And then I might go to Universal two or three days. Yeah. And then I might go, you know, spend a day outside of the parks or whatever. So I still want to go to Universal. Mm-hmm. I still want to go to Disney. If they if Disney introduced a fifth park, presumably that just means I'm reducing my days in Disney. I don't, I mean, I mean, obviously what they're aiming for is to reduce the days in Universal. That's what they're aiming for. Yeah, but if you're a family, I think if you're if you're a new family yeah. and you're going, because we are we are kind of the exception to the rule in that we've been so much. True. Like if you're someone that's never been, yeah, and you think, okay, Disney's got four theme parks, two water parks, Universal has three theme parks and a water park. Mm-hmm. Or will have, let's just assume that they would they will at the stage. Let's say it's 2025. So you want to spend two days each Disney theme park, that's eight days. You want to spend a day each in in, in in the water parks. Okay, let's just say you want to do one day at the water parks. Mm-hmm. That's uh, nine days in Disney, minimum. Yeah. You're probably going to want to go to Disney Springs. So that's maybe let's say, and you know, people do, they do all their shopping in Disney Springs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you might want to go for a half day somewhere else. Let's say you're doing 10 days at Disney. You've then got three days at Universal. It's a new theme park. Maybe you do four days at Universal. That's your two weeks done. If Disney introduced a new theme park, where, where are you going to drop? If you're a new family, are you going to drop yeah. this, this brand that has Nintendo? Great. But mm-hmm. actually has no rides for you in the other two parks. Or you're yeah. going to increase your, uh, or you're going to drop your Disney time where everything's focused on the family. That's where yeah, it's interesting. Because I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? What they, I guess what they want is to sort of offer so much that you spend your entire trip at Disney and not at Universal. Yeah. But to a degree, but I guess that's what I'm saying is, do they not really have that? If you've got four yeah. parks, like, because when, obviously when I was growing up and we went, we went to uh, Disney, um, we, we would often spend the vast majority of the time in Disney. Mm-hmm. We, we, you know, we might go to Universal. I'm sure we've probably been to a trip where we didn't go to Universal at all. Mm. like when we were younger and so you think do they with four parks and two water parks do they not already have that well this is the thing and, and also like what's very clear in recent weeks is they can't maintain the four parks they've got like that's well, the stuff is in a sorry state yeah. of affairs i mean you could say the same completely the same about universal yeah agreed. Yeah. um you know that they they there's areas of their parks that they mess. need to improve on. Yeah. yeah. And and the same, you know, Disney are exactly the same. There's areas of their parks they need to improve on. And so when you've got four parks, do you just need to focus on improving those parks that you've got? And therefore, your each the time that each family spends in that park increases because there's more to do. There's more mm. that they would do mm. in that one park. So yeah, I mean it's, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah, it's an interesting balance, isn't it? Because obviously, if you, they if they do introduce a fifth gate, they need to. They, that's a significant investment because it's not just one park. They got to they got to up their game across all parks because it's like you know you've now introduced twenty five percent more mm-hmm. park mm-hmm. than what you had before. Yeah, no, I, I mean I I completely agree. I, I think we know these conversations were happening. I, I mean, realistically, 
even if they were to agree to it tomorrow, it's 2030. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's not. It's a long way off, isn't it? I think, um, I mean, when did Universal announce Epic Universe? God, it was like three or four years ago, if not yeah. longer than that. Yeah, and that's um, not open. That's not opening until 25. And you, so I don't and know whether that was like, quick. was it like six years, maybe five, six years? I don't know yeah. when. Um, and, and, and Universal Building's quick. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. So like Universal, <laughs> Disney took... Disney took um, six years with one ride. And that was a brand new ride. Didn't have to tear anything down, just yeah. like they would do in a, theme, in a new park. Yeah. And, and yet they've got to build, and it was a copy and paste job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I can't imagine how long they would take to build an entire park. I mean, we talked, like, if we do, like, again, like, if, if we end up going back this year, we talked about not going to Universal. Yeah. And then we were like, well, maybe we'll go for a day. Like maybe we'll, we'll just book a day ticket mm-hmm. and do Zeus. We'll do a couple of the rides. Yeah. Because uh, by that point, Piper will, is, will be tall enough to do all the Zeus attractions. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, we're like, okay, maybe maybe it's worth it for a day, mm-hmm. but no more than that. Yeah. And that's still like, mm, that's still like if we've got the money. Mm-hmm. It's not like, mm-hmm. let's 100% do this. Horror Nights, I'm like, I'm doing it if we're out over there in October. And Chucky's there. I'm there. Yeah, yeah. But everything else was like, well, if we've got the money, we might. But the the, the, the worrying thing is, if you, Disney do this, Universal do this, I can't see a massive future for the likes of Busch Gardens, Sea World, Legoland, Pepper Big World. Yeah, that's, point of view. that's very true, actually, isn't it? Yeah, because it's they're gone. They, they're yeah, they're the you're... first ones to drop off the list. Oh yeah, completely. Because especially, especially. Well, Bush Gardens and, and Legoland, don't they? They they the Tampa Way. Yeah, that's and that's a, big as well, I think. Oh, is it? That's yeah. that's a fair drive. It's yeah. like an hour and a half each way. Yeah. Um, I know probably saying that to Americans sounds ins- insignificant, but you know when you got to when you got to take that three hours of traveling out of your day mm-hmm. when you're on holiday, it's that's significant. Yeah. Um, and if you've got more parks closer to Central Orlando. You're gonna stay there. You're just gonna do those, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Um, I guess the the thing I was just thinking that where Disney might benefit is if it, if they were to make that a fifth gate that's aimed at an older audience. Yes. So because that's what Universal is basically, isn't it? You got yeah. you got Disney at the very bottom end of like age age wise. And then as people get older, they spend a bit more time in Universal than they would do at Disney. If yeah. Disney created an older theme park, maybe themes, obviously they, they're constrained by Marvel, but yeah. some, of their, some of their more adult stuff that they've now got on Disney Plus mm-hmm. that they now have access to, that might be where they start pulling more away from Universal because people will be like, oh, we'll spend our entire trip in Disney because we've got something for all the ages. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Granted, they do, have some, they do have stuff for all ages today, but it's yeah. just a bit more limited for older it is. audiences. It, is. it definitely is. So it's going yeah, to be interesting to see. I think we'll, um, we'll call it there because we can talk about Nintendo World uh, next time because it's not open yet. Um, yes, yeah. But... If you've enjoyed today's show, please do leave us a review. And um, please find us on Instagram, Twitter, all of the other socials at Theme Park Trader. If you've got any uh, questions that you want to raise on the show, and we will see you again next week. Ah, there you are, and just in time. There's a little matter I forgot to mention. 
Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. They have selected you to fill our quota, and they'll haunt you until you return. <laughs>